Part Five, Section Four of the Trial of Callista Blake. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Roger Moline. The Trial of Callista Blake by Edgar Pangborn. Part Five, Section Four. As Joe Bass emptied the ashtray and made gentle, needless motions with a dust rag at the bookshelves. Judge Terence Mann glanced at the handful of doodle scraps he had taken out of their temporary shelter in the minute book at the close of the day. None of them pleased him now, except possibly his sketch of the fingerprint technician Sergeant Zane scratching the lens he wore in place of a head. Drawing the toxicologist Dr. Ginsburg with his smooth face modified into a chemical retort, had not turned out well. There was no comedy in solemn Dr. Ginsburg, unless it might be in his very self-conscious aloofness, his volunteered declaration on the stand that he never listened to anything about a criminal case except the facts immediately pertinent to his specialty. He had said, in effect, that for your emotional involvements, but it was a valid attitude if you happened to be Dr. Ginsburg, and not very funny. Did you stick it out, Joe? No, I wanted to tidy up in here, so I slipped out after Mr. Delahanty finished reading that statement. Did I miss anything important? Not much. Fingerprints. Mrs. Doherty's and Callista Blake's on the brandy bottle. It should even help the defense slightly, showing that Mrs. Doherty handled the bottle and that no attempt was made to wipe it or dispose of it. Callista Blake had all night and next morning to get rid of anything incriminating, if she'd been so minded. Then we had Dr. Ginsburg. Nothing new, he just made it official. Four milligrams of aconitine in the organs he studied, and they say one milligram is enough to kill. Wound up the day with Mr. Lamson. He testified to receiving those three other letters of Miss Blake's direct from James Doherty. It seems Doherty simply walked in and dumped them on Lamson's desk, following the advice of his priest. I hadn't known it was quite like that. Lamson seemed to imply it was an example of civic virtue. No comment, Joe. I'm unhappy. Well, Lamson identified the letters, and they went in without protest, but won't be read till tomorrow, which will wind up for the state, I guess. Defense ought to open tomorrow afternoon, or sooner. Oh, you would have liked this. When Mr. Hunter asked if Mr. Warner wanted to cross-examine Lamson, the old man said, I believe I will decline the privilege. But nobody laughed. Do you think Mr. Hunter will put James Doherty on the stand? No. Not needed, and too likely to blow up in his face. Doherty couldn't testify to anything but the affair, so far as I know, and that's been proved and admitted. I was watching Mr. Doherty a little this afternoon, Judge. One of his knuckles is bloody from biting it. Another casualty of the case. Nobody will be the same after it, not even you and I. I, Judge, 
I'm too old to change much. I already knew the world's full of sadness, according to where you stand. I suppose I knew it, too, said Judge Mann, and watched Joe's small, crinkled hand spread out on the other side of the desk, resting on the fingertips, and felt not only uncertain, but immature. Bring out the inner voices. I should have taken another road, Mr. Brooks, other roads. I should have married, maybe. Where does anyone find the vanity to become a judge? No, that's not it. I have vanity enough, or too much. But in me, I suppose other forces balance the native vanity, cancel it out. There was never anything in Judge Cleaver to make him doubt he's God's own right-hand man. Exercising a privilege of age and kindness, Joe said softly, Relax, boy. Yes, when it's over, I must do that. Do we ever know where we're going? Not to say no, maybe. Just the present road, and good or bad guesswork. And crossroads? Same thing, Judge. You try to make the right guess, with whatever good judgment you've got at the time. I've always been alone at my crossroads. I guess everyone is. Or if there was a crowd, I didn't see how they could know where I was going. I was better off trying to puzzle out the signposts myself. End of Part 5, Section 4 Recording by Roger Moline End of Part 5